let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. In 2018, Basirusek and his wife Kodia were struggling to survive. The land they farmed in their hometown of Kafrain, Senegal, was dry and unhealthy. Basiru and Kodia harvested very little from the land, and the future looked bleak. But then, Basira and Kodia discovered the power of the seed. In October 2018, they started on a journey to plant their way out of poverty by planting trees on their farmland. One simple seed produced a sapling. One simple sapling produced a tree. The tree provided fruit to sell, shade cover for their crops, and moisture and nourishment for their soil. One by one, Basiru planted trees until he'd planted 3,000 400 trees on his farmland. And the impact has been stunning. Their dry, unproductive fields have been transformed into a lush forest garden. The Sek family is prospering and their future is bright. The field has brought us a lot of good things, Kodia says. Thanks to this project, we can now supply our children's every whim. I am so happy. And best of all, Basiru and Kodia's project has had an impact on the entire community around them. You might think you're working for yourself, Basiru says, but you share the fruit with everyone. I'm out to build a legacy. In 50 years, everyone will say, this forest is the work of Basiru Sek. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the inspiring true story of Basiru and Kodia Sek. Every forest begins with one tree, and every tree begins with one seed. You will grow and multiply and make an impact when you unleash the power of the seed. Unleash the power of the seed in your life this year, and you will flourish. That's the powerful message in our sermon this morning. But before we learn more, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you with all of our heart for bringing us safely into 2024. Thank you for allowing us to come on this first Sunday and worship you. Now we ask you, Lord, to speak to our hearts and move in us and give us the wisdom and the knowledge and the courage and the grace we need that we might flourish this year. We submit to you, we bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to enlighten our hearts and minds, the power to mobilize us and motivate us to flourish, the power to plant our seeds and tend them till they grow and we reap a harvest. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I want to invite you to take a moment. Join your 2024 faith with mine. Put your hand on your chest and pray out loud after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As you know, God spoke to us, this is our year to flourish. And I know that God has great things ahead for you and for every one of us and for Agape House as a whole. So put your hand on your chest and say, I will flourish in 2024. 
And to help you flourish, we're going to go deeper into God's words to learn the principles that will enable you to flourish. We began last Sunday night at our watch night celebration where we learned about the foundation to flourish in 2024. We learned that God's plan is for every single man and woman to flourish. He wants every one of us here to flourish. If you believe it, say amen. That's why we see that God originally put the first man and the first woman, Adam and Eve, in a garden. He put them there to symbolize that he wants man to be nurtured and to nurture, to flourish and to be able to flourish in his environment. And because of that, we know that that is God's plan. It's never changed. And whenever there's a plan from God, there's a promise from God. And throughout this year, we are proclaiming and declaring and confessing and believing the promises of God that we can flourish. For whenever you have God's plan, you have his promise. And when you have his promise, you have his power available to fulfill that promise. If you believe it, say amen. So as we begin this new year on our first Sunday, we have the assurance that God's plan is for us to flourish. We have the promise that God will enable us, and we have his power to bring it to pass. But it's also vital that we remember that we all have a part to play. Our scripture text that will take us throughout this year is Psalm 92, 12 to 13. And listen how it relates God's part and our part in our journey to flourish. The Bible says, the righteous will flourish like palm trees and grow strong in the like the cedars of Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. So here we have a promise and a proclamation. You will flourish. You will flourish and grow strong. But we see our part as well. It is the righteous who follow God in righteousness. That's who the promise is made toward. And, and those who are in the house of God and planted in God's house, those are the ones who flourish. Flourishing doesn't come automatically. It's a result of right living. So beginning this morning, we're on a journey to discover how we can put the principles of God's kingdom to practice in our lives so that we can flourish. And to help us today, we printed sermon notes. They look like this. They're in your bulletin, so go ahead and take them out and follow along as we discover three kingdom principles from the power of the seed. You can also scan the QR code on the back of your notes and get your notes downloaded to your phone or get them from our website. There at the top of your notes is our scripture text for today. A few words of Jesus from a very simple but significant parable that he taught us. I believe God's word has the most power when it's in our hearts and on our lips. So on this first Sunday, I'm asking all of you to join me in preaching and read these verses out loud together with me. Are you ready? Buckle your belt, tie your wrapper. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Jesus said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 
Jesus is teaching his disciples one day when he starts to teach them about the kingdom of God. And he begins to give them principles uh, about God's kingdom. And he begins to teach them a simple story. You see, a parable is a simple story that gives significant truth. And Jesus compares his kingdom to a seed. It's vital that we understand what Jesus is trying to communicate with us today. Because what is true about God's kingdom is true about the people who obey and belong in his kingdom. If you want the results of God's kingdom, you have to obey the principles of God's kingdom. Every kingdom has rules, and the kingdom of God has the laws of God that we must obey in order to be in the kingdom. And to enjoy the blessings of God's kingdom, you have to understand the principles that operate in his kingdom. Kingdom people practice kingdom principles. So let's discover the truth of the kingdom principles from the power of the seed. And here's your first truth today, the principle of impact. Everybody say impact. Just hit your hand in your fist and go impact. That's the seed growing from simple to significant. Listen again to the words of Jesus in verses 30 and 31. With what can we compare the kingdom of God? It is like a grain of mustard seed. So think about this for a moment. Jesus is talking about a simple seed. At this time, there's no root, no leaf, no branches, just the seed itself, no fruit. It's a tiny, simple seed, yet it has great significance. Here's Jesus, the Son of God, teaching about this seed. And think about what this means. Not only is Jesus teaching about a seed, but he's relating it to the kingdom of God. The seed is simple, but it has a significant message for us. The seed is simple, but it makes it into the Bible. The seed is simple, yet Jesus talked about it. The seed is simple, yet I'm here preaching about it in 2024. That's significant. And Jesus uses this simple seed to become significant as a visual illustration of what he wants to do in your life. You see, a parable is something simple with a more significant meaning. And the kingdom of God is simple, but it has a deeper truth. And Jesus is teaching us here that the power of the seed shows us that the simple becomes significant when God gets involved. After all, Jesus was simple. He didn't ride a fancy car or fly in a private jet. He lived a simple, ordinary life, first as a carpenter's son, and then as a carpenter, and then walking the roads of Israel as a simple teacher. Yet his life has had more significance than all the people who ever lived. The gospel is simple. Even an illiterate can understand it. Yet it has significance because it changes us from death to life. The kingdom of God may look simple to many people, but it is the greatest kingdom that will outlast all kingdoms. And the same truth is true for you. Your life might look simple. You might simply be a seed, but if you want to flourish, you must start with the simple seed and grow to significance. When you get God involved in your life, in your finance, in your family, in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, in every area of your life, when you get God involved, he will turn the simple into significance. If you believe it, say amen. For the fact is simple acts done in great love always lead 
to significance. And when you and I give our simple lives to God, when we give our service to God in simple acts, he comes and blesses and rewards us. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 25. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Aiko, you have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And Jesus is illustrating that someone who served, someone who did simple acts, out of great love, now suddenly is flourishing and given many responsibilities because the simple becomes significant when God gets involved. The problem with many of us is that we devalue the seed. But understand today that everything in your hand is a seed. Your life is a seed. Your words are seeds. Your actions are seeds. Everything you do is a seed that can produce a harvest. So don't minimize the size of the seed. Don't focus on the size of the seed. If you focus on the potential of the seed, you'll see what can improve. For a seed doesn't produce a seed. A seed produces a harvest. The problem for many of us is we're so focused on getting to the harvest now, now, now that we overlook the necessity of the seed. We're so focused on doing great things, we fail to do the simple things. We're so focused on impressing people that we fail to realize that there's a daily routine and a significant harvest can only come when you faithfully sow simple seeds. Often we think we have to do something great or something big or something mighty or impressive to be significant. It reminds me of the young man who wanted to impress his wife with his great love for her. So one night he told her after dinner, my darling, I will do anything for you. I love you so deeply. I will sit outside your window at night and sing love songs and recite poetry. I will swim the longest ocean. I will climb the highest mountain. I will cross the desert. I will go through the valley. I'll do anything for you to be near you. And after he went on and on and on for a long time telling the lady what he would do, finally she stopped him and said, thank you, that's very nice, but I have a question. Will you help me clean the kitchen? And that ended the conversation. Hey! See, friends, the fact is our love for God is not seen in our eloquence or in our songs. Our love for God is seen in our simple acts of service, faithfully sowing seeds in our life and getting God involved. You may never be significant in the eyes of the world. You may never be famous on TikTok or have a lot of money or hold a powerful position. But each and every one of us can take our lives and what God has given to us and take it as a seed and faithfully and simply Sow it into God and into others and see what God will do in turning your life from simple to significant. For I have a prophecy for you today. You can get the same reward as any prophet in Ghana. You can get the same reward as any preacher in heaven. For Jesus said in Matthew 10, anyone who receives you receives me. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given... The 
the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, an old, illiterate, poor lady, a kaye, or someone who's looked down upon, you will surely be rewarded. And I'm here to declare to you today the simple acts of service, the simple things we can do, the simple devotion of God in our lives. Getting him involved will turn your life into something significant. If you believe it, say amen. You can have significance beyond your size when you put your life in God's hands. Your prayers can change Ghana. Your giving can save a life. Your witness can win a soul that wins a soul that wins a multitude. Your harvest starts by sowing a seed. That's what we can learn from what happened to me last year. You may remember that in October, the great woman of God, Pastor Victoria Renze, came with Nathaniel Bassi and Dunsen and some others to Ghana and held Jesus Christ Encounters. It was a powerful and amazing program that reached tens of thousands of people. I was blessed and privileged to preach all three days in that program, rounding up at the Accra Sports Stadium, and I was so blessed to be a part of that amazing thing. God moved mightily, and I'm still receiving testimonies from people around the world who were blessed and ministered at that event. But the way I came to be invited to that event was also amazing. You see, to be frank, I had never heard of pa Pastor Victoria. I didn't know she, who she was. And she had not heard of me. In fact, we didn't meet until the week of the very program itself. Uh, but last year, I went to preach at the Fountain of Life Church in Ikeja, Lagos. And while I was preaching there, God was moving. One lady in the church decided to share the link to my sermon on social media. She shared the link to Pastor Victoria. Pastor Victoria was in London. She didn't know who I was, but she got this link and she started watching and the Spirit of God spoke to her and said, you must invite this man to Jesus Christ encounter. She invited me. I got the letter. I said, who is this lady? I asked Pastor Sheila. She was, I prayed and God said, go and the rest is history. But all those results we saw, all the impact would not have happened if one simple lady in a church in Lagos had not sent the link to my sermon to Pastor Victoria. I don't even know who the woman is. I don't know her name. But I guarantee you that she will receive a reward in heaven for everything that happened in that event. Her simple act is significant. And no matter how simple you may see yourself, no matter how simple your life may look, no matter how small your accomplishments, you can grow from simple to significant. That's the power of the seed. That's the principle of God's kingdom. And that leads us to our second truth today, the principle of growth. Everybody say growth. The seed grows from small to sizable. See, first it grows from simple to significant. Then it grows from small to sizable. Listen to what Jesus says. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants. So the mustard seed is the smallest seed, yet it becomes the biggest plant because it grows. And the same is true in your life. You may look at your life right now and say, my finances are small. My time is small. My impact 
impact is small, but what you know today is that the power of the seed can take your small and make it sizable through the power of growth. For the size of your harvest is not determined by the size of your seed. The fact is every single seed must grow. That's why Zechariah 4.10 says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's why God is not as concerned about the size of your faith as he is the trajectory of your faith. If you have a small faith today, as long as your faith is growing, as long as your faith is a seed planted in the house of God, it will grow and mature and get bigger and bigger. That's why Ephesians 4 says, we are not meant to remain as children, but to grow up in every way into Christ. Tell your neighbor, grow up. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. The harvest is not a miracle. The harvest is a law of God. You see, there are seasons in our life, and growth comes in stages. It doesn't happen all at once. And here's where many of us in the church are making a mistake today. We're so focused on miracles and the instantaneous and the breakthroughs of God, we are neglecting the faithfulness of our daily routine. We've forgotten that what God does, he often does over time. Now, don't misunderstand me. God is a miracle-working God who can instantly come and change you. When we're saved and we turn our lives to Christ, his blood comes and instantly saves us. Sometimes healing comes instantly when hands are laid upon you and the power of God delivers you. Deliverance from Satan comes instantly when he flees and his chains are broken. But those miracles and those immediate occurrences should not create impatience in us for the many times when God takes his time. For the truth is God is a God of seasons. He's ordained that there are seasons and growth comes in stages. And we cannot become so preoccupied with the miraculous and the instantaneous that we lose sight of the process. Don't become so focused on the miraculous. You forget the importance of your daily walk of obedience. In fact, sometimes the reason you need a miraculous intervention now, now, now is because you've drifted away from faithful obedience. It's quiet in here. Sometimes we need immediate intervention of God because we've gotten off track and we need his help to save us and get back on track. If you need a financial miracle today, I am praying for you, and I bless you, and I release a financial miracle in your life and family in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. But if you need a financial miracle every month, you don't need a miracle, you need a budget. Go get a job. Tell your neighbor, get a job. Sow your seed. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about me. Because see, harvest comes from obeying the law of sowing and reaping. And God has already given you everything you need to end up with a harvest. It's from sowing a seed. And let the seed grow. Now, don't get me wrong. I need miracles. I want miracles. I'm praying for miracles. If you got a good miracle from God for me, I'll take it today. Hallelujah. I'm not here because of any other reason than the miracle of God. If not for the miracle of God, I wouldn't be here. But I also would not be here if I had not walked in obedience and faithfulness for the last 50 years. If I had not continually sown and grown my harvest. Because to flourish, you need both faith and faithfulness. We need both. We need miracles and we need to faith 
faithfully sow our seed of our life into God's kingdom. We need to believe for breakthroughs even as we continually and faithfully sow our seed. For God gives the growth and God gives seasons. There's a season of sowing and a season of reaping and a season of harvest. There's a season for being buried in the soil and letting your roots go down deep. And when you believe in the power of the seed, you won't get anxious or disturbed. When you're buried in the ground, you'll realize that the dirt is there to do a work and to grow roots in you. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't get out of the dirt till the dirt has done its work. See, faith doesn't try to get out of the season ahead of time. Faith knows that every season has a purpose and there's a season in your life. And for some of you, God is taking you and he's building roots and planting them deep in the ground. So focus on being faithful and believe in the power of the seed. That's the lesson we can learn from two plants, the fern and the bamboo. The fern is a beautiful plant. It's flowering and lush and flourishing. It grows along the paths in the forest. It grows quickly and its leaves spread everywhere. It brightens every land. When it is planted, a fern usually begins to sprout within a few days. But the bamboo is quite different. When a bamboo seed is planted in the ground... There's nothing that comes up out of the ground for five years. Five years. For five years, the bamboo seed is hidden in the ground, growing its roots. Meanwhile, the fern is showing off. The fern is on TikTok. The fern is growing and flourishing. Shoto. And the bamboo is stuck in the ground. You don't think the fern is mocking the bamboo. Hey, what happened to you? Where are you? It's forgotten, dead, useless. But in the fifth year, a tiny sprout begins to grow. Compared to the fern, it's small and insignificant. But just six months later, the bamboo has grown to over 30 meters in height, towering above the fern, multiplying and making an impact. It has gone from simple to significant, from small to sizable, because it took time to grow its roots. At first, the ferns seem more fruitful. But in the end, the bamboo has flourished. And we use bamboo to build houses, to build furniture to make an impact. When you understand the power of the seed, you won't get discouraged in your season. When God's taking you and putting roots down, you won't give up. The momentary difficulty of your burial is actually a launching pad for you to rise high above others. When you understand the power of the seed, you'll use pain to propel you towards your purpose. You'll use difficulty to drive you toward your destiny. You'll mix faith with faithfulness until you see a harvest. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. The fruit in your future exists in the seeds of your faithfulness today. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, tell your neighbor in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. There's a season for reaping. And I declare this is a season in your life when you will see a harvest. But don't get in a hurry. For destiny is not a drive through You don't drive up and order what you want and go on your way. Destiny occurs from faithfully sowing your seed and cultivating them. You don't flourish without growth. And that growth requires focus. That growth requires effort. That growth is not automatic. You've got to push past the obstacle 
and fight against the soil and focus on growing just as the soil has to, as, as the seed has to push past the dirt. You have to push through the barriers for everything that creates impact uh, creates opposition. That's why the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, 7, take the time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Another translation says discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. You have to set your sights on growth in order to get growth. A seed grows from small to sizable because it grows. The power of the seed keeps focused on growing. So let me ask you a question today. Where are you focused on growing in your life? Are you focused on growing your faith? Are you focused on growing your prayer life? Are you focused on growing spiritually? Are you focused on growing in your connection to God? See, all of us have goals in life. Maybe you made New Year's resolutions. They might have included financial ones. I want to have this much money in the bank. Or maybe career goals. I want to sit in this office. Or maybe educational goals. I want my MBA. Or maybe business goals. I want to open a business. But do you have spiritual goals? Because your faith must grow in order for you to flourish. That's why I want to encourage you to attend the fasting and prayer beginning this week, nine days here at Agape House, Thursday, 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 6.30 p.m. We're gathering to fast and pray and seek God. It's an investment in your life. It's an investment in you flourishing. If you will sow the seed of coming to the fasting and prayer, God is going to take that seed and multiply it and make it significant and make it sizable. For when you unleash the power of the seed in your life, you will make an impact and you will Grow. And that brings us to our third truth today, the principle of multiplication. Everybody say multiplication. The seed grows from solitary to substantial. Listen to what Jesus says. A grain of mustard seed grows up so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. So the seed starts out solitary. It is one seed all by itself, but it ends up hosting a flock of birds. It goes from one to many, and that's the power of multiplication. And the lesson we need to learn from the seed is this. God wants to multiply your life. God is a God of multiplication. Everything about God continues to grow and advance and progress. That's why Isaiah 9, 6 to 7 says, His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Power. Powerful God, Father who lives forever, Prince of Peace. Power and peace will be in his kingdom and will continue to grow forever. Everything about God grows. Everything about his kingdom grows. His power grows. His peace grows. There's more anointing and more favor and more breakthrough and more grace and more revelation and more power available to us today than at any other time because God is a God of multiplication and his kingdom will never stop growing. And what What's true about God's kingdom is true about you. God wants you to multiply. God wants to work in you. God wants to increase you in knowledge and wisdom and peace and prosperity and progress and proliferation and success. If you believe it, say amen. That's why Deuteronomy 1.11 says, May God multiply you a thousand times more and bless you as he promised. Receive it in Jesus' name. And Deuteronomy 28.63 says, The Lord has found great pleasure in causing you to prosper and multiply. Somebody shout multiply. See, here's the amazing truth we all need to retain. Every seed has unlimited potential to keep multiplying. God does not set a limit on any seed. 
No matter how small, any seed can multiply a million times, a trillion times, a quadrillion times. Every plant you see today came from one seed thousands of years ago. Every tree you see came from one seed in the time of Adam and Eve. Every animal, every bird, every fish came from the original seed that God created. Nothing on this earth came from nothing. Everything came from a seed. And here's what that means. The Bible doesn't put a limit on God's blessings. The only limit to your harvest is the limit you put on your sowing. And if you'll keep sowing, you'll keep reaping. If you keep sowing simple acts of service, you'll reap significance. If you keep sowing good deeds, you'll multiply a reward. If you keep sowing in prayer, you'll receive more answers. If you keep sowing financially, you'll receive financially. If you keep sowing faithfulness, you'll multiply in fruitfulness. That's the power of the seed. That power is at work today. It's at work in you. It's at work in this church. Because everything about you is a seed. You are a seed. Your finances are a seed. Your time is a seed. Your intelligence is a seed. Your talent is a seed. Your relationships are a seed. Your gifts are a seed. Your service is a seed. And if you keep sowing faithfully, you'll multiply fruitfully. The kingdom of God is like a seed, and he wants the kingdom to grow. That's why Acts 6-7 says, Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. Then again in Acts 12-24, the Bible says, But the word of God grew and multiplied. And just as you are a seed, this church is a seed. Agape house is a seed. We were planted uh, 16 years ago, and we keep growing and multiplying, and we keep expanding. And I want to encourage all of us to get together. Let's get on board, because we need you to participate so that we can keep sowing and keep growing and keep digging roots and keep bringing forth fruit uh, for the kingdom of God. God wants to bless this church. There are times of planting and there are times of cultivating and there's times of waiting, but there's a time of harvest as well. And this is our time. God is bringing in a harvest of souls. This week, we're sending Pastor Mark Okuni Aguta back to South Sudan to open Agape in South Sudan. We're planning new churches here in greater Accra and around Africa. We're getting ready to launch out into Dubai, into the United Kingdom, into the United States, into Canada. God is blessing Agape House, and we are multiplying, and we are growing. We're opening new life, life groups. We're opening new satellites. And I'm pleased to report we're about to open and begin the construction on our expansion so that we can grow and multiply. It might be messy, but we're going to make it through, and we're going to grow. If you believe it, say amen. And we need everyone on board. We need you on board with your prayer. We need you on board with your service. We need you on board with your finance. We need you on board with your witness to bring others in. Because if you want to flourish, start with a seed. All you need is a seed. You don't need a harvest. You need a seed. You just need to sow it and cultivate it and be faithful in it. And it will multiply. It will grow. It will have impact. Whatever you do, sow in faith and God will bless you and you will flourish. If you believe it, say amen. That's my testimony. I came to Africa in 1981 by myself. I was a single seed, a simple seed. People looked at me and they mocked me. One pastor told me, you'll never make it. You'll be back home. You won't survive. But I came and I sowed my life. I didn't have much. I didn't have a car. 
didn't have a big ministry. I wasn't preaching big crusades, but I sowed my life into simple prayers and acts of service, and God began to bless. I went home in 1982 and got married to my wife and came back. Now there were two seeds. And we started multiplying, and we had six kids. That was eight seeds. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, man. You can do it. And oftentimes we sowed when we didn't see fruit. Many times we sowed in tears. Many times we sowed when people said it's not going to work. But we kept sowing. For 50 years I've been sowing faithfully, obeying God, simple seeds. And God is blessed. And the ministry is flourishing. And I'm here where I am today because God is faithful and there is power in the seed. And what God did for me, he will do for you. If you will be faithful, if you'll sow your seed this year. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about prayer and effort and life and giving. I'm talking about everything to do with you if you'll get together with God and invest in sowing your seed, you will flourish. That's a principle of God's kingdom. That's the power of the seed. For when you understand the principles of God's kingdom, you'll unlock the mysteries of God's power. A seed seems so small, but it becomes significant. All the power of the harvest is in the seed. It grows, makes an impact. It multiplies. And your life will flourish this year when you unleash the power of the seed. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.